Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. We are going to go a little different direction. Hopefully this doesn't mess you guys up back there. If you want to open up Genesis 37, I'm going to read 33 through 35. I really feel like this is, so I was reading my Bible, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday morning, and I um, had started over, I, I really just felt like, how many of you ever read the story of Joseph? Such an encouraging story. If you haven't read it or it's been a while, I would encourage you to go back. I'm going to read verses 33 through 35 from verse 30, or chapter 37. Their father recognized it immediately. God, I just ask you to speak through Tessa and I. I just pray that every person in this place and every person online would be blessed and that we would all receive exactly what it is you're speaking to us in Jesus' name. You guys good? All right. Their father recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it is my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes and dressed himself in burlap. He mourned deeply for his son for a long time. His family all tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I'll go to my grave mourning for my son, he would say. And then he would weep. So what I saw in this is Jacob believed that Joseph was dead, so he felt the same emotions that he would have if Joseph was really dead. The power of our beliefs will cause us to react as if a lie was the truth. Our minds are so powerful. Our beliefs are so powerful. What do you believe about God? Do you believe that he loves you? Have you believed a lie that was spoken to you since you were a small child and it's not true? You know, this place... I guarantee you, this place would be full and we'd have chairs stacked all the way back to that wall if there were more people in Woodland Park that really believed that God loved them. And I am determined as your pastor to do whatever God is asking me to do to reach the people in this city that are believing a lie And they believe a lie, and they're acting on it as if it was true, and there's no truth to it at all. Jacob said in verse 35 that he would go to his grave mourning for his son. He believed that, but it wasn't true. He did not go to his grave mourning Joseph's death. He did not end up doing that, and we'll we'll read some of this. But at that moment, He believed. He was mourning. He was in 
a tremendous amount of pain. Tess and I don't have children, but we do. And I, I couldn't imagine a child is not supposed to die before a parent. I cannot imagine one of these kids that we love dying before me. The pain and the pain that he is going through, but he's believing a lie. Now, I got to believe there's people in this place and people watching online that you are in pain because you believe something that isn't true about you. How many people came to visit Jacob to encourage him to be a blessing to him? Because he was so self-focused, he wouldn't have been able to even be blessed. I got to believe in this time that God was sending people to him to try to help comfort him, even though those people also did not know that Joseph was still alive. But guys, when we get so self-focused, and I'm not, I'm not picking on Jacob here. He believes his son is dead. Again, the pain, I couldn't imagine. But when we become so self-focused and, and lose our focus on God, I'm telling you what, you are, you are making a way for the enemy to come in and cause you to believe lies. You know, this is, I'm not, I'm not picking on the ladies here, but I'm just trying to make a point. Ladies, man, the devil has targeted you. And, and if you, if, I want to encourage you, if you walk in a grocery store and you're standing there in the line and they've got all these magazines there with all these people on them, all these girls, you know, they don't even wear clothes anymore. Jesus, help them but not to compare yourself to them. My wife dresses modestly. And, and when her and I met, she was dressed modestly. I'm looking at her, I'm like, my God, she's beautiful. 20 years later still, <laughs> praise God. But you know, girls, you don't have to be half dressed for a man to be attracted to you. God. She was fully dressed, and I fell in love with her the night I saw her. She proposed to me that night also. <laughs> I tell everybody that. It was close, so anyway. You know, this is the crazy thing. So I didn't know I was teaching this tonight, and so forgive me if some of my notes might be a little off with some of the dates here. But not only was Joseph alive, you know, it was, it was like a 12 or 13-year period before this happened, but not only was Joseph alive, he was second in command over Egypt. He was doing better than anyone in his family. He was actually living life. His dad believes he's dead, and this is like 13 years later, and he's second in command over Egypt. His dad has no idea. He's believing a lie. What are you believing? 
What are you believing? Please be honest with yourself. You're going you're gonna to have to, God's talking to me a lot about full surrender. You're going to have to die to your pride possibly to admit to yourself that you have believed a lie. You don't look like one of the girls on the magazine cover. You're not as valuable as this person. You're not whatever. Guys, you're not, you know, whatever. You, if you're comparing yourself, you know, I, what was this this morning? Go on. Good. One, God, he's so funny. I'm sitting there in my chair. I'm, I think I was driving to the P.O. box and the Lord says, one goal God will never allow you to obtain, trying to be someone else. Stop it. Please stop it. He, you know, God is so pleased with you, and he created you just the way you are to be you. Stop trying to be someone else. And you're probably trying to be someone else because you're believing a lie. You think they're better than you are. No, they're not. No, they are not. Nobody is better than you. And God has a beautiful plan for your life. It's probably different than your neighbor's. Don't be coveting what your neighbor has or what they're doing. If, if, if you believe that God is good and you get your focus off of yourself and on him, you will be excited about doing what he wants you to do. And, and then... You'll also be able to say, Lord, bless this person here that you're jealous of or that you're feeling inferior to or that you're feeling that God loves more. It's not true. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. When I drive by a church in Woodland Park or if I'm down in the Springs, wherever, bless them, Lord. Bless that church. Uh, Freedom Church isn't supposed to be that church. Bless them, Lord. And give me wisdom. Show me what you're trying to do here at Freedom Church. We want to be Freedom Church, not somebody else. I want to be Joe, not somebody else. And I'm not, per my wife, she, that was so sweet. I'm not perfect, I promise you. <laughs> he is close, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, thanks, baby. Do, do you want to say anything? <laughs> I even asked him, do you need me up here? Yeah. He doesn't need me up here. Well, no, it's just that I know that, that she's going to share things that, that I won't think enough, of. I've shared enough, okay. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you really do want me to share? Okay. If you want me to, well, I no, will. I mean, yes. I mean, I'll please. take the opportunity. I'm, I'm really thirsty. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I tell you what I believe God is doing right now? Right now. What did I say right now? I better stop that or else this is just going to be where I talk all the time. All right. So <laughs> I really believe with all my heart, or heart, however you want to say that, that what God is doing in his body, his church, his family all over the world is he is unifying us. Praise God. I just could, again, crowd surf right now, but I'm going to refrain. But like, on the day of Pentecost, there was 120 people in the upper room, 120. But there were thousands that had believed on Jesus, thousands at that point. But why was there only 120 that were in that upper room that night? 
The Bible goes on to say that they were all in one place and in one accord. In, they were unified, one heart, one mind, one spirit to receive the promise. This whole night has been about his promises. Do you know that every person in that room, I believe, there was not, I mean, except for maybe the guy that fell off the windowsill onto the ground. But other than him, he got healed and came back upstairs. I'm serious, read it. Like they were like, no, in Jesus' name, boom. And he got up and joined the club. But like everybody in that upper room that night was there to receive the promised Holy Spirit. There wasn't one there wasn't one person that was just there to observe. There wasn't one person in the room just there to say, let me see if this is an institutionalized religious experience. They were all there. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. They were all there. Literally (laughs) for one reason, unity. They were unified. And I just believe that with the things God is downloading into Joe and my heart for Freedom Church, for this part of the family, you know, the Bible says that there's so many parts of of his body, um, but every single one of them are necessary and needed and have a different function, a different, you know, we're part of what he's doing in the earth. And Freedom Church is gonna be smack in the middle of the third great awakening and the revival that's taking place on the earth. And it's already begun. It's already begun. Because how many of you are saying, Lord, let it begin in me? Yeah, I see you, Daniel. He has begun it in you. And Brian, he's begun it in you. Like there, I'm, I'm looking, yeah. The Lord is breathing revival in the hearts of humanity that are literally saying enough is enough, this is for real. We've got an assignment to do and Jesus is gonna come back and find faith on the earth and he is gonna come back for a spotless bride and it's gonna be a blast and I'm gonna be right in the middle of it. Amen, amen. If you guys can go to chapter Genesis 41, I wanna read verse 47. As predicted, for seven years, the land produced bumper crops and please go back and, and read this story, and then, um, sorry guys. Yeah, as predicted for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. So Genesis 41, that was verse 47. And then I'm gonna skip to 54. I'm gonna help somebody in here. Then the seven years of famine began just as Joseph had predicted. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries But throughout Egypt, there was plenty of food. God knew who to put in charge of this, and he gave him wisdom. And he wants to give you wisdom. And so Joseph had the wisdom to store this food for seven years, knowing there was a famine coming, okay? Chapter 45, sorry guys, I'm messing you up here. 45, 26, and 27. Joseph is still alive, they told him, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. So you figure there was around 12 years or so before, 12 to 13 years before he became governor. Then there was seven years of good. So you're talking around 20, 21 years here. Jacob was still 
stunned at the news. This is Joseph's dad, right? He couldn't believe it. What is it that you can't believe about yourself because somebody has said something opposite of what God has said about you? It's time for you and I to believe it, to believe what God has said about us and forget what somebody else has said about us. Verse 27, but when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them, in other words, they're having to tell Jacob over and over, and sometimes you got to read the Scripture over and over that's speaking something different to you than what someone has said about you before you believe it. It takes some time sometimes. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirit revived. I don't know what Jacob, uh, he was excited. He was happy to see him. But I don't know if he ever thought, man, for 20, 21 years, I've lived in grief and I have mourned over something that wasn't true. My life has been all jacked up because I have believed a lie. And I'm not condemning anyone, but if you're realizing right now that you believed a lie about yourself, come on. Okay, I'm, I'm no longer gonna believe this. Find a scripture or some scriptures that contradict the lie you've believed and, and believe God's word. God's word is the truth and it will change the facts when you begin believing it. The facts will change. They have no choice but to change when you're speaking God's truth over them. You can command a mountain to move, right? What, what, whatever it is in your life. It has to go, but you're not, going to, you're not going to see any changes in your life if all you're speaking is, is something natural. You've got to dig in God's word, find promises, and believe them. I'm going to help you here. They're all true. It's, it's, we're not trying to figure out whether it's, they're true or not. They are. It's, it's, it's Romans 12 having our minds no longer conform to the patterns of this world, but transformed by being renewed by reading God's promises. I guarantee it will change. I'm just telling you this. I wouldn't be up here if I didn't believe what I'm telling you. Because when God started speaking to me about planting a church in 2010, I was like, who am I? There's got to be somebody else that can do this better than I can. And there probably is, but the Lord chose me, just like he chose Joseph. His brothers threw him in an empty cistern. It doesn't say how deep it is. I don't know how deep it was, but it couldn't have felt good when he dropped, right? They ripped the coat off of him. I mean, his brothers are being horrible to him. Then they pull him out. He gets sold Two different times. Crazy thing is this. God's like, okay, I'm not surprised by any of this, and I'm going to make sure he's going to get sold to the right person, and he did. So no matter what your circumstances are looking like, 
God can change them overnight. Joseph was in prison for however long it was, but in prison, he was over everything. I still wouldn't have wanted to have been there, but if I had to be there, I'd like to have been in that position, right? Then he gets lied about by Potiphar's wife. He went back in again. Only a matter of time, he is promoted to the top. Then God gives him the interpretation of the dreams, which the cupbearer or, or chief baker, whichever one it was, forgot, and it was two years later. However long it's taking, be expecting every day to see change. Don't give up. And I'm telling you, when it happens, you're going to be so glad. You're going to be so excited. But in all of this, God used Joseph to save his family and millions of other people. Joseph stayed so humble, he never, at least not recorded in the scriptures, did he ever get self-focused. He just focused on God. He knew God was good. Somehow he kept his hope in God, even though everything in the natural was crazy. But God used him. And then he gave him the interpretation of two dreams, and that was it. <laughs> Second in command. Then, what did he do? I, I would hope I could have done this. He saved his family. Not just his dad, <laughs> but he saved his brothers. They wanted him to die. I mean, I don't know. It's like, uh, maybe I would have slapped one of them or something. I, I mean... He was so humble, and he had the wisdom to have them brought in, and then that one of them was dumb enough to talk about that they had a younger brother, Benjamin. So then in his wisdom, he figures out a plan to get his brother. He, he had never seen him. He wanted to see him, and, and, and then he got him to come, and Jacob's freaking out about that, and, and you know the end of the story. Man, it was all so good. But he kept his focus on God, and Joseph wasn't believing any lies. And hopefully through that, Jacob lived a lot more years after that. He, re he realized, okay, I believed a lie once, not a second time. And maybe you've believed a lie once or a hundred times. Stop. Recognize it. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, if anybody in this place or online is believing a lie that you would show them the truth. It, it'll, it will change your life. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church. 